views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from running your life? Join award-winning author Dr. Friedemann Schaub from Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools and approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. This is the time to empower yourself. Now, here's your host, Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Welcome to Empowerment Radio. I am, do you have the sometimes that you really look forward to something and you can't wait that it's there and then finally it's happening and you just want to grab it? And that's what I'm feeling right now. I'm really excited. I'm really excited to have this opportunity to talk today about something personal. No, really something that's dear to my heart. And I'm going to talk a little bit about myself, if that's okay with you. Because I want to share with you some things that I have learned throughout my life and especially in the last 15, 20 years that has changed my life. And what I want to talk about are those small habits, the small habits, like those small hinges that swing open big doors. There are certain small habits that I have learned and acquired that really made a huge difference for me. Now, the vacation time is over for most people. And I think there is a a vacation mode, right? I mean, there is this, you're just a different person. You're more curious, adventurous. Your spouse probably likes you more. You are more fun to be around, light, make also jokes, and life is good. And you just also feel you're savoring the moment more. You're sitting maybe by the beach and staring out to the sea and you let your thoughts just hang out and relax and it feels amazing. And one week or 10 days of vacation can just appear like three weeks or a month because you're so full, fulfilled with the moment. Well, you come back, you change clothes, you change your rhythm, and unfortunately you change your mindset. And what often happens is that we are going into that routine that easily gets into a rut and we become a different person. We go into this autopilot that we think we have to continue to get everything done. We have to go into busy mode to check off the chore list. We have to appear all the time occupied because that's what's expected from us. And somehow we are losing that vacation mind. We are losing the joy. We are losing ourselves once again. And and in that autopilot mode, I believe we are wasting a lot of life. And, And that's one of those things I have done very well. I have been in 
really a nice autopilot mode for many years, thinking that I had to just continue to work like this and live like this and, and didn't realize there are actually choices I can make. See, a client of mine asked me the other day and she stunned me because, you know, I didn't really think about this question, but she said, so why is it that you are so calm and centered and, and somehow always feeling relaxed, no matter how many people you're working with and no matter how much also, you know, anxiety and, and pain and, uh, and sadness people are unloading on you? What's your secret? You know, in that moment, I really had to think about it. Yes, I do some meditation and yes, I spend some time in nature, but I think it's more than that. It's a, a series of those small habits that I have also acquired often from my clients and through working with them. So I'm very grateful for everyone who taught me something because at the end, we are all teachers and students for each other because we are all here to learn and to grow. And so I'm certainly not the all-knowing expert. And there is a lot that I have learned from, from my clients. And, and that is part of what I want to share with you today. How can you make a difference? How can you go out of this autopilot mode and actually create these habits that make you continue to grow, make you continue to enjoy life, make a 24-hour day a real 24-hour day and not something where you feel like after five minutes it's over. Because let's face it, it's already September. And where did the time go? Where did the months go? Where were we in those nine months? And so, or eight months. So habits. Now habits are kind of like a car, right? I mean, we, we can have a clunker, uh, that's making a lot of noise, is really hard to drive, and we're not getting anywhere. Or we can have that beautiful, smooth ride that just feels like gliding us on the journey. Now, I certainly had habits that were more like clunker habits, and, uh, and they made me and my life, you know, sometimes heavier and feeling more difficult than it has to. And I'm sure that... Uh, Many of you can relate to that. Now, now, habits are tricky. Now, many people say, well, habit is a, is a vice. You know, I don't have bad habits. I don't smoke, I don't drink, and I rarely go to the internet. Wonderful, but you still have habits because studies have shown that almost 50% of our daily activities are basically run by certain habits and routines. So in other words, out of two minutes, every one minute, you're doing something almost unconsciously, automatically. And so if you are feeling that you're not really living the life that you want, or you're not really enjoying your journey, then probably you have in that one out of two minutes done something that's not really working that well. There may be a habit that you don't feel like you even have because you're not aware of it. But today you may actually want to look at it and wonder, how can I change it and how can I make it better? Now, habits are also really deeply anchored. They are, you know, in the brain, they're somewhere at, the, at almost the, 
the, the deepest part of our brain of that more instinctual level, which makes sense, right? Because, you know, we had to early on in those times where we lived in, in caves, we had to really go into certain kind of habits. Okay, if there is an animal with long teeth, it's probably something to run away from. And, you know, when there are these white little things coming from the sky, we probably have to, you know, get warm somehow. So there are certain things and triggers and cues that we have to develop some habits with. And so that's why the brain was able to create that, that habit lock. And more from a mind perspective, habits are really locked into the subconscious mind. And so we cannot necessarily uh, get out of the habits by simply intellectualizing it. There is often a little bit more we have to do. And, and that's something I want to share with you as well. Now, another thing about habits is that they do have a certain kind of an emotional attachment to it. You know, a lot of the habits that I had were driven by fear, driven by the anxiety of not being good enough, driven by the insecurity of not being able to measure up, driven by the distrust that somehow life is not really something to feel comfortable in and you better do it in on your own in a very controlling and micromanaging way. So that is all those old stories and, uh, and beliefs and emotions that were entangling those habits. And so if you want to change a habit, it's important that you are aware of those entanglements. You know, if you are saying that, you know, you want to, for example, have a habit of being more present in the moment. Well, you want to find out what gets you out of the present moment? Is it that you are always having to think ahead and feel like you have to be on guard or you have to plan or you have to strive? Or is it that you ruminate often about the past and you have a hard time of letting go? Maybe because when you're letting go, you may feel like you're forgetting. And when you're forgetting, maybe you're going to have the same hurt and disappointment again. Or maybe there is a habit for you to always, you know, overgive. Always be someone who is available to everyone else, just not to yourself. That habit may be driven by that need, that need of getting recognition, that need of getting some kind of approval, or just this general feeling that you have to earn your keep and you just don't really belong to anything or anyone unless you're working for it. So those kind of you know entanglements made just by understanding them and seeing where they come from, already appear outdated. And you may already feel like, you know, it's a new day, it's a new chapter in my life, and now I want to make a change. I want to really approach life in a way that just makes it more like on vacation, a new adventure, a new day with new opportunities and new things to learn and new things to enjoy that can be in the next 24 hours and the next 24 hours waiting for me. I just have noticed it. And so then once you realize, okay, there are certain approaches to life, certain habits in life that I want to change. Then you want to also really pick the one that makes the biggest change. The one that you feel like, okay, Again, the, the small hinges, that 
that where you feel like that's going to really get me already the biggest bang for the buck. I had a client who was pretty much a mess, self-proclaimed. She was feeling unmotivated, depressed, insecure, didn't value herself, and certainly didn't take care of herself. And she had a relationship, she was married, but that fell all by the wayside because she just couldn't get herself out of bed, take a shower, or anything like that. Now, for her, the habit, after doing some work on why she was in that rut in the first place, of course, but the habit that she decided to commit to, the habit that she felt like she wants to put the little energy she felt she had, she wants to put that energy onto that focus was as simple as having breakfast in the morning. That's all that she decided to do. I can't do anything else. I cannot really change my life. I don't really know how to right now even find a job or be nice to my husband, but I can make breakfast because that's something that she also totally ignored. Now, the interesting thing was that that simple act of making breakfast after a while then led to that simple act of taking a shower, getting dressed, and then she went out and went for walks. And then she actually was having walks with her husband again. And then she was reaching out to once in a while, see some friends and, and that just snowballed. And after not very long, she was back. She felt like, you know, I have myself again and maybe in a much more empowered and whole version than I ever was. And she had a good relationship. She got pregnant. Her relationships also with her social lives were more solid. But the most important relationship with her is herself. She even lost 20, 30 pounds because she had somehow a much better relationship with her body. And it all started with that small habit of making breakfast. Now, how do we implement habits? And what did I do? And what can I share with you about my experiences? And maybe there are some of those things that can also inspire you that certainly have worked for me. So when we come back, we will talk about that. And if you have any questions or you have a really amazing habit that has worked for you that you want to share, just call in at 800-930-2819. Again, that's 800-930-2819. We will be right back. Do you believe you are meant to live with more joy, but you're just not sure how to get it? What does the phrase, give me the joy, make you feel? Join me, Lynn Horde, every second and fourth Thursday, 9am Pacific, 12pm Eastern, on the Gimme the Joy Show, as I take you on a journey to peel back the layers so you can take back your joy. To find out more about my work as the Joy Coach, including my popular programs, Joy School and Joy at Work, visit lynnhorde.com. Tap into the wisdom of animals, angels, and masters with Darcy Pariso on Animal Soul Wisdom Radio. Tune in monthly as Darcy brings insights on how to better understand and deepen our relationships with animals. 
Working with light and pureness of ancient techniques, Darcy, healer, animal communicator, and medium is here to guide you through this process and provide inspiration to move forward. For more information about working with Darcy, visit DarcyPariso.com. A space of allowing radio with Coach Nancy Coco, welcoming all that wants to be present today. Tune in Thursdays every first and third week at 9 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Coach Nancy helps you find a space of allowing. Join Coach Nancy to explore what lives at your edges and to bring more of yourself home. For more information, visit NancyCocoCoaching.com. Hi, I'm Barbara Scheidegger, clinical hypnotherapist and founder of Swiss Hypnotherapy. And this is a tip with purpose. When the old anger and stress are triggered, stop, breathe. See what you're doing and tell yourself no more. Breathe and walk away. See your anger for what it really is. It's quite destructive. Don't take excuses for excuses. Take more of, yes, I can, and move forward. I hope this tip helps you going through the day today. You can reach me at 323-999-4775 or at my website at swisshypnotherapy.com. You can write me an email and I give 30 minutes free consultation. Hypnotherapy is there for you. Demystifying the journey on From Here to There Radio with your host, Diane Garris. Tune in every third Wednesday, 4 p.m. Pacific Time on TransformationTalkRadio.com as Diane helps you get from where you are now to the life you envision. Get ready to get unstuck and move forward. Every show features a new special segment, New Age Notes, demystifying hot metaphysical topics of the day. For more information or to work with Diane, visit DianeGarris.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Small habits that bring open doors that can change your life, that can make all the difference. That's what we are talking about. And I shared with you before that I want to just, you know, also be very open with my issues that these small habits help me to resolve and don't get me wrong, there are still plenty of issues left, but one of the major issues I was dealing with, and I think a lot of people deal with that, it's almost like a badge of honor. It's that not caring for oneself and caring so much more about work or about anybody else, but really having a complete disconnect of your own needs and wants. I mean, there was a time where I felt it was a compliment when people told me, you look like shit. I mean, I had like dark circles. I was pale. I was, you know, thin. And yeah, I thought, oh, yes, I'm working really hard. I'm on the right track. Terrible. And, you know, I didn't really realize at all it was uh, taking on myself, my body, my mind. And, uh, and something had to shift. And something had to certainly become much better. And so eventually, much later... I created this CARE program, C A 
R-E, because I certainly needed care. Now, why do we do that, that we don't take care of ourselves? You know, there are many reasons, but one of them, my last guest, Dean Slider, the author of Fear Less, he, uh, he talked about that idea that we often run around and want to be taken care of. It's like, you know, we are looking at all these people and relationships and, and wondering inside, do you want to be my mommy? Do you want to take care of me? And I think there is some truth to that. It's almost like we have not acquired the, uh, the, the knowledge or the ability or the drive or the permission maybe to take care of ourselves. So in that care framework of those habits, I put in a few habit staples that I find are really helpful. And the first one, that is the C, which stands for centering. Now, that's a good old meditating, right? I mean, meditation was reserved for monks and uh, yogis and, uh, you know, maybe some hippies, but it wasn't really mainstream. But now everyone and their uncle is meditating, which is wonderful. I think our whole world needs more meditation because it would certainly change a lot if we would all be in a much more meditative and mindful place. But there is also a downside to meditation. Now, besides the downside that most people complain about, which is it's hard, my mind is racing, I don't have time, which are all excuses. So we can all overcome that. There are wonderful, easy apps that you can even download to your phone. You can set 10 minutes aside and you can even let yourself be guided through a meditation. That's all good. And that's a really good start to center yourself at the beginning of the day. And that's important because I believe at night we are kind of, it's almost like leaving our body, you know, with the subconscious, we are traveling to all these places. I sometimes fly or talk to whales or it's really exciting stuff. But when you come in because your alarm is, uh, you know, screaming at you, it doesn't necessarily mean that your subconscious was nearby already to be fully there. And so just taking some time to bringing yourself all back, taking some time to really inhabiting your mind and then also your body, that's really a good start in the morning, that centering. And also during the day, it's a good idea to maybe once in a while just, you know, pop in a little meditation for a few minutes. It doesn't have to be very long. 10 minutes is already enough. I think it's also good to inhabit your body in the morning. That's why I like to work out in the morning. You know, I always have found that my good intentions to work out in the afternoon or after my clients usually just uh, disappeared throughout the day with some excuses of, you know, I have to still do this or I'm too tired or hungry and so doing it first thing in the morning, no matter what time, really helps you. And it helps you also to land in your body, to connect to your body. Because keep in mind, you know, the body is your very faithful servant, but it needs a little attention. It needs a little support. And just doing some stretching, a little running, whatever you want to do, do some swimming or what's available to you. Just gets you also centered in your body and then you're ready to go. Now, the other downside with meditation is that often our eyes are closed and often it kind of gets your focus inwards, which is great, but it doesn't necessarily integrate the outer world with your experience. 
And I find for me in my goals of new habits, I wanted to be more present. I wanted to not just be in my head. I wanted to also feel more involved and engaged. And so using your senses, I found as a wonderful habit just to get yourself back into the deliciousness of the now. Because the now is great. You know, there's really, for most of us, nothing to complain about. I mean, I just feel like when I have a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and I just take it in, especially that first sip, that gets me right back in the now. Or when it's raining outside and I'm smelling the rain or when I'm, you know, doing something that's more about maybe my senses, I'm petting a cat or I'm feeling my feet on the ground. All of those things that are about the senses can really remind you of the here and now and bring you into that centered place. You know, during the day, all of us get pulled in all different kinds of directions, not only with the people we're interacting with or with the chores and obligations we have, but also with all the, you know, media, social media, and so on. We, we just get pulled in little tiny filaments of energy and, and no wonder that we are at times wondering and are confused about who are we and where do we live and how do I find myself come home again? So centering yourself with the, those senses, putting the tablet aside, taking the phone and putting it, you know, somewhere out of reach and just really feeling what your senses can tell you makes a big difference. Now, another way of then taking care of yourself is to pay attention. And that is that next step, that alignment step. You know, we have to pay attention where we are going. So the alignment, which is the A of care, is all about aligning yourself with your trajectory. I ran in circles. I ran in circles that were not even my idea in the first place. I thought I have to become a cardiologist. I thought I have to work 60, 70 hours a week. I thought I have to have all those, you know, things that we think we have to, to have a, a good life and a certain status. There are a lot of things where we just go into those spirals and it's not really aligning ourselves with our purpose or with our passion or our desires. So it's a good idea just to notice, okay, let's see, what do I want to change? What is really the next step? I don't like the idea of next level because it always feels like, you know, we are not high enough. But I like the idea of getting out of the comfort zone because a comfort zone often becomes a cocoon, but it's a cocoon where we never break through. It's like being, you know, this little uh, animal that never really becomes a butterfly because it just got stuck. And I think we have to, in order to get the most out of life, to look for what can get us out of the comfort zone, what can make us grow and expand again. So before you're choosing uh, that alignment step for you, just ask yourself, okay, so which area of my life needs attention? Is it my body? Is it that I'm out of shape or that I'm feeling like there are aches and pains everywhere? Or is it 
maybe that my mind is too anxious or is it that my spiritual path is pretty much obscure or I don't have any at all and I have a curiosity but I don't spend time with it is it my career is it my family or my my social life pretty much not existent you name it take an inventory think about which area you want to really get a little bit of energy and focus into when it comes to having that alignment habit, that habit of having a daily, you know, focusing or daily uh, awareness of that goalpost or that little signpost along the way so that you can move forward with that. Now, for me, it was as simple as realizing that now I'm 50 plus and uh, my body was all of a sudden acting up. What the hell? I mean, come on. I didn't want to buy into that when you're 50 or beyond that then all of a sudden you have aches and pains or not so much energy and um, impossible. Well, it happened. So I had to pay attention to my body. What did my body actually want? And my intention, the alignment step was really exactly that. Listening to where my body is at. What is my body asking for? And interestingly, my body told me, don't eat strawberry jam and switch it into honey. Also, stop eating cow cheese. Eat more, maybe something like, uh, you know, goat or sheep. Become vegetarian or at least mainly vegetarian and don't eat so much meat like a good old German. So all of those things that I were paying attention to made a huge difference. All of a sudden, my body feels lighter my body feels more flexible. There's less aches and pains. So that simple habit of paying attention made a big difference for me. And I think that's ultimately the price we all have to pay in life, that paying attention price. Now, when you have the alignment, when you're feeling like I have a goal and I can even visualize myself, which is an important step, a good habit to have after you're centering in the morning, visualize who you want to be, visualize that, you know, goal that you have, how can you today already move forward towards it? How can you maybe go and uh, work out or maybe you can call a friend or maybe you can, uh, you know, feel like more open and actually smile at work rather than feeling like you're a grumpy log. All of those wonderful things you can visualize and therefore your mind is already set for that. That's the alignment. Now, unfortunately, between the alignment and the actual actualization that doing it, there can be a huge resistance. And how do we overcome this resistance? We will talk about after the break. how to achieve wellness in all areas of your life? Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Signs of wellness are a capacity to love and ability to nurture, a sense of purpose, a good sense of humor and plenty of fun in your life, a concern for others and a respect for the environment, a conscious commitment to personal excellence, a sense of balance and integrated lifestyle, and capacity to cope with whatever life presents. Well, people enjoy their lives and want them to last as long as possible. That's why the wellness mindset usually accompanies other constructive healthy lifestyle habits. By adopting a wellness mindset, 
and behaviors like eating well, taking the right nutrition for the body, exercising, and saying affirmations are just a few things to structure a healthy system of values and beliefs. I will be your wellness coach to help you achieve a wellness lifestyle. Call us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Ignite your inner magic on Grow Your Soul Radio with Jane Matanga. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio as host Jane Matanga explores how to overcome your fears to help you gain the inspiration you need to awaken your path to joy. Learn the way to life mastery and the enlightened path with Grow Your Soul Radio. For more information on Jane Matanga and her work, visit enlightened-path.com. Conscious Confidence Radio, a timeless wisdom with Sarah Main. Tune in each month on Transformation Talk Radio and join Sarah on an adventurous journey to the deeper level of meaning to move beyond today's world of constant change, confusion, and uncertainty beyond the shadow of fear. This hit show explores key concepts such as confidence, values, and attitude in a dynamic way. To learn more about Sarah and her work, visit sarahmain.com. Hi, I'm Steve Kramer of Spirit Fire Radio, and I believe that meditation changes everything. It leads us in the direction of greater well-being, and that's a fact. I struggled with meditation for years. I understood the principles, but I found it hard to incorporate them into my everyday life. Spirit Fire's meditation practice changed that. It's called the Practice of Living Awareness, and it's taught in 14 steps. These are 14 tools that I can use in any moment, on and off the cushion. Steps like smile, flow, and ground of being support my clarity of mind while I'm navigating the ups and downs of modern life. That's why it's called the Practice of Living Awareness. If you'd like to add meditation to your daily experience, the Practice of Living Awareness is free, online, and it's suited for any level of practitioner. Visit spiritfire.com for more information. And be sure to check out Spirit Fire's meditation retreats in Western Massachusetts. It's all there at spiritfire.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. And uh, we are talking about habits. And one of the habits I think I have to probably incorporate in my daily routine is to not swear and use big words because I was just told they have no beep on the radio. So I said the S word and I'm very much apologetic for that. So if anyone was offended about my French, sorry for that. Anyhow, we talk about habits and routines and Carl wrote nicely. Thank you, Carl. He said, uh, I have tried to get into a positive groove many times. I know exactly what I, what I should be doing to get to a better place. But every time I try, there is a huge resistance inside of me. And I end up being again on the couch playing video games. What am I doing wrong? Well, thank you for that question. That was already a good thing that you did that. And I think what I believe the first thing that you can say you want to get into the habit of is changing how you talk to yourself. Because that resistance you're describing probably has a lot to do with the should that you're telling yourself. 
One of the habits that I find we all can probably benefit from is to be true to our word. And that means a few things. One, it means like when we do have that habit of wanting to reach a goal. Now, keep in mind also for Carl, one goal at a time, not 10 goals, not totally you know, transforming your life. You want to have one goal and you want to make it small and you want to chop it into bite sizes and you want to go after one of those sub goals at a time. That's the way to really reach those goals. So maybe you have been really putting too much on your plate and you were too ambitious, which I have been many times. And then at the end, nothing really works because you overwhelm yourself and it just feels too much. But the true to your words that I mentioned, it's basically what we are saying to ourselves. Yes, there is sometimes negative self-talk. I'm going to mention a nice little habit for that in a moment. But then there is also how we are framing whatever we are about to do or what we want to do and what we want to change. And those are the shoulds and the have-tos and the needs, which are all words that trigger something inside of us of an urgency. And it triggers something inside of us of almost like, oh, yeah, I'm going to either, either win or I'm going to fail. And if I fail, I'm going to be reprimanded or I'm going to be a loser or anything like that. So it creates not a very fun and exciting and motivating environment. It's more something that you want to avoid. And so, of course, we want to avoid the shoulds. Much better to say want or can or choose to. All of those words are much more empowering. And they may have then the same rest of the sentence behind, but you are the one who says like, yeah, that's for me. That's what I desire. That's what my heart wants. It's this struggle between the head and the heart and the heart is not involved. And the heart doesn't really say green light, let's go for it. That's a big part of the resistance. Now, the other resistance is when you are lying to yourself. Again, did it many times. And lying to yourself basically means that you say you're going to do it and you don't. And you are pretending that you are absolutely sure, fully committed, gung-ho, and six hours later, somehow you forgot and you let yourself down. And so that habit to make your word count to yourself, not necessarily to others, because sometimes we are much better with that, than with ourselves. So just really saying, if I say I'm going to do it to myself, I mean it. I'm not letting myself down because that relationship, that needs to be a relationship of trust because it's the most important relationship. That can also be a reason why you find yourself, your Carl, sitting on the couch playing video games. And then the third one is those negative thoughts that I mentioned. Now, negative thoughts are really interesting and very powerful. In some ways, negative thoughts can be lies. You know, I can't, it's impossible, people won't like it, it's gonna not work out. All of those things we don't know, but we are saying this to ourselves. Now what happens in our brain is when we have a negative thought, any thought for that matter, but let's say the negative thought, and it's a big thought, a thought that is about, you know, something that is about to come or something that you want to do. That negative thought 
stands there and the brain looks at it and takes it first as real and true. That's what the brain does. It has to accept it. Okay, that thought is true. Then there is number two step where the brain actually says, hmm, okay, let me check on that. And then the brain kind of, you know, discerns whether it's true or not. Sounds all great, but that discerning step can be quite exhausting. And the more negative thoughts we have, the more we are bombarding ourselves with any kind of self-judgment or the Daisy Downer thinkings, the more we are just going to that step of acceptance. It's true because the brain just turns off, says, I, I can't discern this anymore. That's just too much. And, and that's what happens when people are frequently lying. At some point, you just believe the lies because you cannot really discern anymore. It's just overwhelming your mind. And of course, when you are saying to yourself with all good intentions, thoughts of resistance that are bubbling up from somewhere, usually the subconscious mind, then at some point you just give in because there are too many and they just take all the energy and all the focus and you just say, okay, you're right, I can't. A much better habit, which I really love and made a huge difference for me is when you have a negative thought, don't even go into this accepting it as true, which happens automatically. Immediately go into the habit and turn it into a question. Because when you turn a thought into a question, you automatically get in the brain that, okay, question, let me find an answer mode. And you're not even accepting the thought is true. You're immediately having that thought on that, you know, on that trial seat where you then, that conscious mind can decide whether you want to buy into it, how you want to think about it, and which direction you want to take. Maybe you will still at times give in to the negative question. Can you really not do this? Or will this really work out? Or will people really like this? But at least with the question, you are in that choice point. You can choose left, right. Do I do it? Do I go down into the rut again? And it makes a huge difference because probably at the beginning, 50% of the time, you're going to make the choice to say, yes, of course I can do this. Why not? Let's try it. Or it doesn't matter what people are thinking. I'm just going to go for what I want. And in itself can give you a wonderful momentum. You make up, wake up in the morning and you feel like, oh, I'm feeling horrible. I'm not saying the S word. I'm feeling horrible. And maybe you can say, do I feel horrible? And then you say, well, I'm feeling a little tired, but I think I can have a smoothie and maybe I'm going to take some fresh air and then it's going to be a good day. See, that little turning into a question brings you into the decision place of how your day may turn out to be. You're not just going into that habit of my thoughts dictate my reality and I don't even have a chance to change that. So that's a very powerful habit. Now, the E stands for the E of care, enhancement. Enhancement basically means that positive affirmation that we all need. Your mind, body, of course, as well, but your mind works like a dog every day, especially the subconscious, keeps you afloat, gets you on task, moves you forward, makes sure that you're safe. 
And then you want to make a change. So let's say, you know, you're saying new habits, new goals, new me. And at the end of the day, you're not saying anything. You're not saying, awesome, great, I did this well. You don't give yourself that feedback that your mind needs. Your mind wonders, am I really on the right track? Is that really what uh, I'm supposed to do? Because he's still miserable. She's still down on herself. So the mind gets confused and it loses a little bit that momentum of moving you forward along the way on this journey of change and transformation. So what I have employed is a inner cheerleader. And my inner cheerleader is something that I definitely didn't get from my childhood because I was told, like many of you probably too, if you feel too good about yourself, you're arrogant, people don't like it, be humble, make sure that you're not boasting, yada, yada, yada. So yeah, great. The downside is just like maybe everyone likes you and has a little pity for you, but you don't feel really good for yourself about yourself. So you have to rebuild that, that foundation. And now the other concern that I was told was when you feel good about yourself, you become complacent and then you don't do anything. So you always have to want more and feel not quite there yet. Also not really working for me because I feel like when I'm not in that place where I give myself positive feedback or some kind of a boost, at some point, I just feel like, what's the point here? Why should I even try? I'm not really feeling any better about myself. So my inner cheerleader came in. And since ever then, I have this habit of giving myself some praise for the most smallest thing. Emptying the litter box, having a great radio show, cleaning the dishes, whatever it is. Looking in the mirror and say, oh, wow, you know, your left ear looks really nice today. Whatever it is, the cheerleader is there. And what happens with a cheerleader is that it really gives me a great relationship with myself. I do like myself more because of it. I feel that I'm also, you know, lighter and have more to give because of it. I am more motivated because I feel like, oh, even when I fail at something, I can still find something good about it. My cheerleader does. And so it's a, it's a win-win situation can highly recommend it. And if you have a hard time to have an inner cheerleader, start with having an outside cheerleader. Have someone that you can actually have as a gratitude or appreciation partner. Danielle and I once a week sit down and we have this little rampage of appreciation. Each of us talks at least for 10 minutes about everything that we did well, everything that went well that week, everything we are grateful for, with each other and for each other. And it is amazing. Sometimes I feel kind of low at the beginning because it's the end of the week. And again, I gave a lot and maybe haven't put as much in as I should have. 10 minutes later, I'm just on cloud nine, top of the world. That energy shift is remarkable. So appreciation gives you energy. doesn't make you complacent. Appreciation makes also your world, much more a joyful place that you want to be in and not a place that you just have to somehow make it through. So that's one of those things that I find can really enhance and improve your life. Now, here are some random habits 
that you can sprinkle in, not about necessarily reaching specific goals, not about necessarily making some, you know, transformation or improvement, but habits about, you know, getting a little bit more color and a little bit more pleasure in your life. And one of them is the habit of random indulgence, where you just choose to indulge yourself for the heck of it. We, you know, often are told Christmas comes in about 320 days so you can wait. And we are not really giving ourselves permission to buy maybe that, uh, you know, ice cream that smiles at us or to get that shirt that we just really find would be so sexy. No, we don't because we don't feel like we deserve it or we shouldn't have it or this is, you know, too much. So indulge yourself. Give yourself a little bit something that you would usually do for someone you really love and care and now it's you because at the end you should really love and care about yourself another one is connecting to your inner child now again some of you may roll their eyes don't the inner child is real it exists it's just one of those parts inside of us just like there is maybe a part inside of you that's very competitive or there is a side in of you that's a caretaker and there is a side of you that is the owner of the dog, there is also a child inside of you. And that's usually the child that is misinterpreted as the ego because it can be very insecure. It can be sometimes also a little stubborn. It can be also anxious and feeling in general lost in the world. So just connect to that part of you. Don't run away from that emotion or from those thoughts. I had a client who did a fabulous process. She really was starting to get the notion of the inner child and connect to the inner child. And so she said, okay, as a habit, I'm going to write every day in my journal, but I will not just write the random thoughts that are coming out to, you know, spit on the page. I will actually have a communication with my inner child. And so she split the page in two halves on the left side. She wrote down what the inner child had to say on the right side. She wrote down what the adult was responding to, just to check in. Now, for her, it made all the difference because she could really see, yes, my inner child wants to run my life. I'm feeling overwhelmed, confused. I'm feeling like I want to please everyone, and then I don't know that I do anything right. And now I can actually see where this comes from, and I can give comfort. I can give guidance. I can give reassurance. And from that time on, she was more clear. She could change the job she wanted to do. She could go for her passion. She had the trust in her talent. Everything turned around because of that simple process. So that's something that I find also very helpful. And the last one I want to leave you with is make the habit of giving love a chance. Just loving more. You know, love is the most powerful energy in the universe. Love makes everything completely different. If you're in love, there is no rainy day. If you're in love, you have no lack of energy. If you're in love, everything is beautiful because you feel that power of the love in every cell of your being. But unfortunately, we don't give a lot of attention to love. 
And love is not just about two people. Love can be the love for an animal, which I think everyone who has a connection to their heart should take care of an animal because animals are such amazing teachers. They can center you. They can show you unconditional love. They can bring you back into the present moment. They can teach you how to live life every day, way more fulfilling. Animals are great. But aside the point, love can also be something that you just choose to have every day a little bit. You love the scone that you're eating. You love this conversation with your colleague. You love that you have actually right now received a paycheck and you love what you can do with that paycheck, even if it's just paying your bills and you love everything that you're paying for. I know, may sound like love, you know, on overkill, but it's not. It's a choice. It's a choice to give everything a certain kind of value, the value of the heart. I always tell my clients, I love my clients and I need to love them. I want to love them because when I love them, I know there is something that connects us and there is something that clicks with us and there is something that just happens that goes way beyond anything planned. It just is almost like, you know, it comes through. Something that cannot be intellectually uh, organized. It's just more an organic process. And so that is what love creates. So make love a priority in your life. Choose to love this day. Just like you love your vacation, choose to love yourself a little bit more. See your goodness through that inner cheerleader. Also see not only what you're doing well, but who you are as a person. See your kindness. And if you feel like, you know what, I need to practice compassion because it's inside of me. Love that you have that desire and love that you may have been then be able to do random acts of kindness, which is another wonderful habit to have. The act of kindness of seeing maybe a little rainworm on the street and picking it up before it gets run over by a car. Or maybe you do feel like, you know, I want to give this homeless person something because it cannot be fun sitting in the rain and, you know, asking for a dollar. Maybe this person will not use it in the wisest way, but I still want to give that person some support with a chance that it will be for a meal or maybe a, a pair of new shoes. Allowing yourself to make that love a part of your life will get you also out of fear, anxiety, insecurity, everything that you were plagued with in, this, in the past, because there is that powerful antidote that brings color into life, that makes life more meaningful. And that makes you a bigger part of it. Now, there are a lot of things we could talk about when it comes to habits. And maybe we're going to do a second show at some point about it, because I think it's a really important and fun topic, especially considering that 50% of our life is habitual. So I hope I can leave you with just the notion that every day is a choice. And every day you can choose to make a small habit change your outlook in life and your connection to yourself. Until next time, thank you for tuning in and thank you for being open to find your empowered self. Goodbye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedemann Schaub. Join Dr. Friedemann the first and third Wednesday each month at 11 a.m. Pacific 
as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. Discover how you can use the power of your mind to overcome stress, anxiety, and overwhelm and create a solid foundation of confidence and self-esteem. Learn cutting-edge tools so that you can approach every day with great ease, joy, and purpose. To learn more about what Dr. Schaub can do for you, visit the fearandanxietysolution.com.